What up, y'all? Welcome to the FSB Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb, and I'm re-educating dieters one bowl of cereal at a time. Guys, if it's your first time listening, welcome, and I hope that you have had a great week. It's Friday. I know for a lot of you that means last day of work, looking forward to the weekend. Uh, In any case, I hope that uh, you've had a good week and maybe you've got some fun stuff planned. I know for me... um, this weekend and the next, uh, well, this weekend and the week after next are actually a fun time for me. I got some family visiting. My brother comes in today. And then next weekend, my mom visits um, for several days. So a good little break in the middle of the year for to see some family during the summer. And then I usually go home uh, for the holidays, or at least I try to. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I live out in Denver and my family lives uh, back home in Illinois. So, uh, that's kind of how we usually split it up. Um, so today guys, what I want to talk about is, uh, when you, when you clicked on this episode, you saw the title of this is called, uh, the best foods for fat loss. And I'm just going to be upfront with you straight up. Uh, that is, I'm aware that's clickbaity and I did that on purpose because, um, I understand that to see that kind of entices people to say, Oh, cool. So this is going to be awesome. I'm just going to listen to this, this show. And this guy's just going to tell me, eat this, eat that. And I'll just lose weight. And for those of you who know me, uh, you know, that's not how this is going to go. And for those of you that are new, uh, I'm just going to be upfront with you. That's not how this goes. It, uh, despite the title, um, it, it's not a lie. I am going to give you a list of foods that are, that are, uh, ideal to create a, um, an environment for fat loss. But of course the way we do this is through a calorie deficit. So I'm really going to give you a list of foods that you should try to make the majority of your diet because having these foods, you don't eat them and inherently lose weight. You don't eat them and inherently lose fat. We know that's not how it works. You have to create a calorie deficit. And so what these foods are, are great foods to add into your diet that help you to create that calorie deficit. And I'll explain how they help you. So let's just jump right into it. Um, the first, we'll go with lean meat. And so this could be chicken, fish. Um, those are the two big ones, but, um, turkey, like really any poultry, any kind of seafood, um, shrimp is a great one. These are great for weight loss because you get a lot of protein, which is a crucial macronutrient for especially fat loss, not so much weight loss uh, in general, but for fat loss, especially protein is very important, which we know. Um, but these meats not only help you get the protein, but they're also very low in calories because they're lean. So that means they just don't have a lot of fat, which means they don't have a lot of calories, right? It all kind of comes together. The more of these you can add in, the higher your protein is going to be without your calories skyrocketing. When you start adding in things like steak and, uh, fatty pork while the protein is there, the calories are also much higher because of the fat content. 
And when you're in a, when you're, when your goal is weight loss or fat loss specifically, keeping calories lower is the goal here. So it's, it's ideal to keep those uh, much fattier meats at a minimum. Next on the list, and we'll just kind of go, I'm not necessarily going in order here of how I have it written, but because I just talked about protein, the next uh, item I have on the list for protein is protein powders. Now this can be whey protein, um, or if you are a vegan vegetarian and you don't want to consume whey, being that it is derived from the cow, um, you also have vegan-based protein powders, which are usually a combination of rice and pea protein. And uh, either of these two is going to be perfect to get, again, high amounts of protein without adding a lot of calories. Usually protein powders are relatively low in calories, anywhere between like the 100 and 120, maybe even up to 150 calories per serving on the high end. Those are like those are the, the, the higher calorie protein powders is when you get up to that 150 range, but generally they, they fall in the hundred mark. So those are great. Um, next let's move into the plants. Okay. So the first one we have berries. Now really most fruits are going to fall into this. Um, because with fruit you get a lot of fiber, especially if it's whole fruit. Uh, think things like apples, uh, blueberries, stuff like that. You get a lot of fiber, which helps keep you feel full. And when you're feeling full, you don't want to eat as much. You don't have the uh, urge to eat as much food. With fruit, you get that volume, right? So in other words, your stomach is filling up quickly with volume of food and a lot of fiber. Um, but again, very low calories, right? Fruit has no fat. You're not going to find fruit with fat in it. Um, with the exception of maybe something like avocado, because I believe that is considered a fruit. Um, but you get the point. The majority of fruits, especially things like citrus fruits and stuff, they're going to have no fat, which means the calories are low, but you get that fiber. So high volume keeps the stomach feeling full. You don't have the urge to eat as much, even though you've eaten low calories, not to mention you get all the other health benefits of fruit from the vitamins and minerals and things, but berries specifically. And I put berries here because berries happen to be very high in fiber per serving, but they also happen to be one of the lowest in calories per serving. So think things like, uh, like a, like a mixed medley of, um, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, that kind of thing. You get, uh, strawberries too. You get a lot of fiber. You can eat a large volume of them, feel full, and get very low calories. So this is a really crucial one. Um, the next, surprise, surprise, vegetables, especially green vegetables. Anything green as a rule of thumb, pretty much anything green from a vegetable standpoint is going to be almost a free food. I don't have my clients track vegetables because the quote unquote bang for your buck that you get with vegetables. In other words, the amount of nutrients you get for a serving of vegetables relative to the amount of calories you get is so, it's such a good ratio that I care a lot more about my clients getting the nutrients that they need from them. And if they get 50 calories from that, I don't care about those 50 calories so much. Um, and believe it or not, 
if you're eating green vegetables, 50 calories is actually a lot. You have to eat a lot of green vegetables. Like if you're eating green beans or broccoli, you have to eat a lot of that in order to even reach 50 calories. Uh, probably more than the average person would even want to eat in a single sitting. So you are virtually eating almost no calories whatsoever. It's damn near what I would call a free food. And you're still getting all this amazing stuff from it. Again, same as fruits. You got the vitamins, the minerals. But in addition to that, you also have, again, the fiber. Now, the, the fiber, the type of fiber you get from vegetables versus fruits sometimes is different fiber, which is good because we want a combination of both insoluble and soluble fibers. Uh, overall, that's just good for, for digestive health to get a good mix of both. So that's why these are both in there. But, um, again, with the, with the green vegetables, tons of fiber, very, very filling. Um, you know, that if you've eaten a, a, a big salad, you might feel really full afterwards. Um, and if you, if you made it properly, you might eat a, a gigantic salad and only get a hundred calories from it. And you feel like you just ate, you know, three pounds of food for, and, and, and that was the, that was the caloric density was a hundred calories. Um, and again, that's, you know, I'm just, that's an example, but, uh, green vegetables, a huge one staying on the fiber topic. We have whole grains. Now I know this is the controversial one, right? People have a fear of overall starches, um, which is something I'm trying to really re-educate people on is that starches are not your enemy. Uh, they can very much be your friend, especially when you are consuming whole grain, minimum, minimally processed starches, right? So think like whole wheat bread. There's nothing wrong with like white bread. Um, there's really not. It, it's, it's, still, it's still a starch. It's still a grain. Uh, it's just that something like white bread is stripped of more of the nutrients than something like whole wheat bread. Um, so when you, when you eat whole grains try to make them just that whole, right? So th let's use a, I, let's use oatmeal as an example. You can go to the store and buy like the Quaker oat little packets, right? And you've seen those when you pour them out, they're kind of like uh, powdery. This is because the, the, the oat has been processed down so heavily that it, it's basically, it's been stripped of a lot of its nutrients and most of its fiber. Uh, so it's not that it isn't good for you still, like there's still health benefits to eating oatmeal in general, but you're going to get more of the original nutrient and more of the fiber from eating like, uh, old fashioned oats versus, uh, like the, the packets that you just tear open and dump into the bowl. So eating grains that are just as uh, less, uh, minimally, I hate that word. I don't know why I can never say minimally without stumbling over it, but you get the point grains that are, uh, the, the least processed as possible. You're going to get more of the original nutrients, AKA the vitamins and minerals and more fiber from them. And again, we've already talked about it. Fiber, the more fiber you have, the more full you're going to feel. And when you feel full, you 
aren't going to have the urge to eat as much other stuff. Therefore, the calories stay lower. Uh, most grains tend to be low in fat and therefore relatively low in calories. Depending on the grain, the carbs can add up quick. So it's important not to go overboard and overeat on these. A caveat too that I want to add in here is that another way grains can help with weight loss is because they can, um, and fruit actually falls into this too, fruit and grains uh, or fruit and any starch can help to sort of satisfy cravings that you have for other sweet foods. And so if you have like a small bowl of fruit and let's say, I don't know, some toast, right? If those two things satisfy a craving that you have for Oreos, for example, don't get me wrong, there's really not a replacement for Oreos. That's probably a bad example. But the point is, is like, let's say there's a food that is, that's very, very sweet, um, that you are just craving, but it also happens to be very high in total calories. So like something like Oreos, the reason they're so high in calories and they add up quick is because it's not just that there's a lot of carbs slash sugar in there. It's because there's a lot of fat in there too. So you kind of have, there's just a lot going on in an Oreo to where the calories are very dense, right? You eat, I think it's three Oreos equals 160 calories. Whereas the amount of fruit you'd have to eat to get 160 calories is four times the volume of three Oreos, right? You eat three Oreos. Are you full? Hell no. You want to eat 18 Oreos because they're fucking delicious and because you're not full. So when you start adding in some more starches, um, and some more fruit, that can help sort of satisfy those cravings you have for sweet things that hit the palate and, and, and make you crave that stuff. And so if you have your starches and your fruits, you eat those, it satisfies your cravings and you're far less likely at that point to want donuts and Oreos, then guess what? I would much rather see you eating bread, pastas, rice, oatmeal, things like that, than to try to restrict those things which is going to burn out in time. There's going to come a point where you're like, okay, I feel overly restricted. I really want something sweet. I've been cutting out all these foods, but whenever you decide, okay, fine, I'm just going to cave and have what I want. You're not going to go for the fruit or the bread or the, the pasta. What are you going to go for? You're going to go for the ice cream, the Oreos, the, the donuts, because now you're really, really craving that shit because you've been just restricting. And so when you eat them, you're probably going to go overboard. And now you're looking at sabotaging yourself because you could potentially have many hundreds, if not pushing a thousand or more calories from these other, from these essentially treats. When, if you had just been eating starches and fruits on a regular basis, you wouldn't have had that crash point where you decided, okay, I need to have six donuts now. Is this making sense? So that is how whole grains play into fat loss and why I classify them as a fat loss food. So we have lean meats, fruits, specifically berries, green vegetables, whole grains, protein powders. And the final one on this list, not a food, but still uh, essential. Surprise, surprise, we have water. Why? Well, aside from the importance of hydration, 
What does water do? It fills us up. If you chug two bottles of water for a, for a short time, your stomach feels kind of full because it is literally it's filled with fluid. Um, the more water you drink, the more volume you have in, in the stomach at a given time. And you're going to feel a little more full throughout the day, the more water you drink. We know through lots of research that dehydration leads to increased cravings of, again, the foods we were talking about before, uh, especially the really high calorie foods. Dehydration is strongly associated with cravings for those foods. The more hydrated you are, the more water you drink, the more full you feel, you're less likely to have those cravings. That's where water plays into all this. So again, let's recap the foods. We have lean meats, uh, chicken, turkey, fish, seafoods, fruits, specifically berries and other citrus fruits, green vegetables, whole grains, protein powders, and water. These six things, if you make these the staple of your diet, I can guarantee you it's going to help you with fat loss in the long run. As long as you work these into your diet, make them the majority of what you consume, focus on a calorie deficit, and again, of course, a good exercise plan is the other half of the equation. But from a dietary standpoint, when you incorporate all these things, you're setting yourself up for greater fat loss success in the long run. Guys, I hope you like this episode, short and sweet, to the point. If you have any questions, leave a comment, um, shoot me an email, whatever you want to do. If you like the episode, share, review, and give me suggestions for other things you guys want to hear. And I'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.